0: This is where women grow. Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I am so excited to share another amazing story with you of a, just a remarkable woman. And, you know, the stories that we're hearing and the women that we're meeting are so incredible. So, let me tell you a little bit about Suzanne Carpenter. Um, she is sincere, fun loving. She's a passionate leader who loves to see personal improvement and transformation um, in the lives of those she te- teaches. She has been very successful in a 10-year career in nutrition. She saw a gap in the industry and a trend. Um, Most Americans are very consumed and overwhelmed. I mean, really, we're so overwhelmed (laughs) when it comes to what it takes to actually lose weight and keep it off. So she created a virtual nutrition education company called Carpenter 180, whose mission is to provide affordable and, and simple programs that can clear up confusion so that people can win. And I am very, very excited to have her on here today to share her story, uh, to share her mission, and so that you guys can meet her. Uh, We had a phenomenal conversation, which feels like a million years ago, but I know it was like literally only a few weeks ago. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you
1: for having me. It is just my pleasure to get to be here with you today.
0: Doesn't it feel like the entire world has shifted since we spoke?
1: Yes, because that day we spoke we were just beginning to dip into Corona. I think it was Friday the 13th that we talked.
0: And it feels like it's been,
1: I think it's been a lifetime since then and it's only been a few weeks.
0: The world feels like a completely different place to me since we spoke a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I find it so odd that we're
1: rationing eggs (laughs) and I'm having to tell my children slow down on that. Or when I was listening to Michelle Obama's book yesterday, and she was referencing traveling someplace, and I already heard my thoughts transition to, that's, you know, wow, that was freedom to be able to just travel wherever. Already, mindsets are changing.
0: Oh, 100%. And uh, the fact that I am actually uh, cognizant of the amount of toilet paper that I use Never would have thought twice about it. So like, not just in the bathroom, but like, you know, I went to wipe something off my hand and I took a piece of soap and I thought, that is so wasteful. (laughs) I was never even aware of that before. Yes. Same. Yes. It's an interesting, it's a really interesting time. And I am, I have loads of hope though. I mean, I, I live in a, in a state of believing that, you know, God is doing amazing things through this time and he does pain is there pain can be for a purpose if Mm -hmm. we kind of lean into it and we look for those lessons. And uh, so I believe that just culturally, that is what's going to happen. And so, you know, here with the Girl Power Alliance, literally launching in the, I mean, we're launching the podcast on, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of this, and we're going to launch the business, hopefully uh, June 1st, hopefully that'll be the end. Like hopefully that's that's going to be the end of this and the beginning of whatever our new, our new existence is. So I'm sorry, we've been talking so much about coronavirus, but it's kind of hard not to. It, it is, because it's
1: all-consuming. Our lives just look so different than they did a month ago, and I think we're all in a little bit of whiplash.
0: For real. And like we're in I feel like we're in a movie, weird movie. Yes, yes. I mean, or to know that you are absolutely
1: living in history. We are living right this minute in what our children's children are going to learn about in school. This, and we don't know the end of our story yet with this. It's just- yeah incredible.
0: I keep, uh, refer- I keep saying to people, you know, what will the history books write about you? What will your family say about you and what you did during this time? Because you're right, this is historic and it will be, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things that, that you know, there are going to be movies made. There's going to be all kinds of amazing things, new innovations coming out of this. And I'm certain the way that we would live will be different. And, um, you know, so let's, let's get right into it because really sure. the purpose <clears throat> excuse me, the purpose of the podcast is to highlight and to feature incredible women like you who, um, I I like to say you're leading in business and in faith. And so Mm -hmm. let's, I'm, I'm certain that it will shift. Our conversations will shift and we'll probably go back to these, this topic of, you know, where we're at now, because the bottom line is it's all going to look different, but I would love to know, um, share with our listeners, um, a little bit more about you and a little bit about how, um, just your story, who you are in faith, who you are in business, and kind of the, that whole connection for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I live in Atlanta, just north of the city, but I was born and raised in Michigan, and um, I was always raised in the church, always raised believing in God, not necessarily having a relationship with him, but always knowing that was the north. So I started doing life. I met my husband my freshman year in college. We decided to stay together as long as it was fun and it was always fun. And we started our American dream life in Michigan and we have four kids. And when number two was born, I was able to come home from my teaching job. I was a first grade teacher and I loved being a stay at home mom, but Dave was always on an airplane or traveling and that's important to know because he's our favorite and he was always gone, but he was providing for us. And we, at that time of our life, we believed that our significance was his paycheck, the trophy on his desk, the title on his business card, and we were just sold out to the company. So then, much like what we're going through right now in 2009, that was when we were thrown a huge curveball. And it's not if you're going to get one, it's when. So two things happened. One, I ended up in the hospital with a full bowel obstruction. I was there for about a month. I was very sick. My twins turned two. And my GI, when I was leaving the hospital, said, you're going to have to exercise every day for your abdominal health. That's important. Second thing that happened is while I was in the hospital, Dave came and he said, you know what? I'm forecasting. I'm a VP. They're not going to need me in about three years. We've got to go find something else. Now, as a mom, I was thinking, holy cow. I thought we had ridiculous stability in your job. And I thought I was completely in control of my health. All of a sudden the world was changing. So we ended up taking this little obscure job down in Jackson, Mississippi, so that Dave could be home at nighttime because we really realized in that time that we wanted together. And that job came with a 40% pay cut. Now this is not free marital advice to all the women out there, but we weren't talking about it because we are the nicest people on the planet and we don't want to stress one another out. But at nighttime, Dave was thinking, we just cut out savings for four weddings and four colleges in our retirement. And I was thinking like a girl, we just cut out smoking hot dates and trips and my kids need a lot of shoes. you know, like those kinds of things. So this is when I went into the gym soon after we moved to Jackson, Mississippi, I bumped into a direct sales company and my girlfriend said, you'd be good at this. I'll help you. I saw a way I could get back on track help recoup that 40%. And that was really where I got my like entrepreneur chops. That's where I really started learning a lot. But what I saw was people were looking for magic diet pills. And I saw the need for, I've really got to explain the kitchen part because down in Jackson, Mississippi, you can't get healthy on barbecue and yeast rolls. So I was really like doing the pro bono work over with the kitchen. So I say all that because that set up for me to be asked a question by somebody who said, Suzanne, you say you would die for your kids, but would you change for them? And that was the question everything. I didn't sleep well at night for a while after that question was asked because I realized I was going to have to actually give up my biggest secret the secret that I planned to take to the grave, the secret that nobody, not even Dave was going to know about. And that's that I was a disordered eater, that I had big, bad eating disorder. And the reason I suddenly, that question bothered me so much was I recognized in those sleepless nights that I was the ugliest voice in my head. I was listening to the voice of lies. I was filled with lies and I was talking to myself in just the ugliest way and it was perpetuating this eating disorder. My girls were going to do the same thing if I didn't mm. get me right. Mm. So as it would be, I went to help me to help them and still didn't plan to talk about it. But then they always say your message is in your mess. And yep. here we are.
0: Wow. So,
1: the funny thing that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so um, when it comes to all of these transitions that you and your husband made, he's I'm, I'm guessing he is a man of faith as well as well. yes, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people, one of the things that I hear a lot from, um, just men and women is kind of that leap. So you guys took a number of leaps. It wasn't just one. It was like, you were playing leapfrog. It was like leap, leap, leap. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's important for people maybe to hear from you a little bit about the, um, those steps that you took. I mean, were you bathing it in prayer? Did you feel a call? Did you, I mean, obviously, you know, your husband said that he was forecasting, but was there, was there more to it than just forecasting? Because I just know in my own life, you know, there are things that maybe you can see just in the world, but there's also this thing that kind of like weighs on your heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the Holy Spirit like either prepping you or pushing you or something. Would you say that then any of that had to do with these big leaps that you guys made as a family?
1: Yes. And we've talked about this at a number of times that the first leap, the one to go to Mississippi felt like a pulling from our center mm. and we couldn't explain it. I don't even think at that time of our life, we were really aware of the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. I think we were responding. I think that we were open because I had always grown up in the church and been, you know, participant. Even though not a relationship, I still think something was in me, in us, and pulled us in that direction. Like we, it felt like there was this light in front of us and we had to just keep walking toward the light. And that's what we did in a lot of these big decisions. Now, what I will say is, I like the Trinity, you know, believing in this, I feel like God had to break me three times to wake me up. And mm. I had three different times where I was put in the bed to recover. The first one was the long one. The really big one, which was my bowel obstruction. And if you would believe it, I'm so and I used to play golf at a high level in a former life. I've had both of my hips replaced two different times. So I've had three seasons of being in the bed. The first one was not faith-filled, it was fear. The second time was pain, but I spent that time getting into the word, and that's when I really started the relationship. The third hit was all God. And I looked at that time in the bed of, what are we going to do? And that third hip began a revolution in me. That's that third hip, that time in the bed to slow down. And I was really in the word. That's what really started me to find my voice and to know that I have the same Holy Spirit in me, that Jesus in him. And to know that I am going to open my mouth and speak And it's going to be to the right person. And I'm not going to worry about who it's not for. But as long as it's honoring God, it's going to be with favor over it. So, so, I mean, I absolutely can look back and see his hand all over our life. Although at the moment, it doesn't feel like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. And so many people, I'm so glad that you described it like that. I've described it like that, like a pull. There's a difference, I think, in my own life. I'm sure you can recognize this. In seasons where I pushed I pushed, and seasons where I was being pulled, and there's a there's a vast difference. And yes, there is. A lot of times, I think for people, they are pushing, and it's there's something that maybe you're not acknowledging in your that you're feeling inside of you. It's not lining up because there's a pull, and the pull is scary because it's usually a pull in a direction maybe you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Totally unknown. <laughs> or maybe it's you gonna don't even, something. it's going to cost you something. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it, which it did. So that leads me kind of to my next question. So you followed the pull. Um, you guys, uh, you, you literally took a loss to take these steps, like a financial loss. You were looking forward, followed the pull. And, and then you, and then you were introduced to something completely new. So my, my, my second question would be, how has, once you took these incredible steps of faith, maybe not knowing, but doing it anyway, right? Um, How has, how has God like brought people and things into your world? Like you were talking about giving you favor. How has that faith really uh, impacted the success of where you guys are now? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So the biggest one for me is the
1: feeling of peace inside my body. That's huge. Hands down the biggest one. And in, in my old eating disorder life, where I was covered in shame and where I was hiding all the time, I felt this kinetic energy in my body. It was exhausting trying to cover that up. And I was always on edge. And once I, once I first gave that up, And I, I can remember him saying, "You just have to say it out loud once. I promise you." And I was so afraid, Michelle. I felt like I remember the first day I spoke about the eating disorder out loud. I remember the heat that washed over me. Mm. I remember the sweat on my neck and on the back. And I remember thinking that my bones were going to fall out of my body because I had built this lie to be so big and bad that I thought if I said it out loud. I'm going to be so unlovable and so unlikable and so found out for being a phony that life is going to you know just be unsurvivable, which was exactly the opposite of what yeah. happened. So the peace that's on me that I'm in the light now, like the gig is up. This is what we're about. There's a lot of just confidence in knowing the truth of God, which is he loves me. I have eternity on the other end of this thing. I'm trying to be a light, like my, my life verse is Matthew 5, 16, be a light. And knowing that's a truth. Okay, so to answer your question with more tangibles, it is amazing how what you pay attention to improves. And if you ask God for specific things and you're looking for him to respond and give it to you, they do come in your path. So every time when I would work, I'm building out Carpenter 180. That I come against an obstacle, and usually it had to do with technology. Those that know me are laughing because, I mean, even you and I before we got started, we had a techie issue, you know. (laughs) So, but if I would say, you know, I need this, I need this person to help me solve this problem, it wasn't wasn't long before they showed up in my path in some way. Now, I was looking to find them because I had asked, but they did come my way and they solved problems. And a lot of times the the great part about it they were people that i wanted to walk in life with because they had a similar foundation they were like minded they
0: were they added more value than just the skill that they brought wow i mean it, it's a couple of things number one it's so inspiring and so encouraging i think for people to hear that when you pray and you ask that he responds that's huge for people Um, and then second that you were looking for it, you were seeking it. So it wasn't like you were sitting at home with the covers over your head, praying, like maybe somebody's going to knock on the door. (laughs) I think that's a, I think that's a, um, a a lie. I think that's a lie that the enemy tells you pray and wait for it to just appear out of thin air. Not to say that God can't do that and doesn't because he does. Sure. But I've always said, you know, the, the verse in the Bible in the Old Testament says that God will bless the work of your hands. He's expecting us to, to participate with him. Yes. So we asked, but then you took the steps and you were seeking and you were looking. And then, you know, he presented those opportunities that just brought so much favor. Like, and to your point, go and make disciples of men, yeah. go being the word. Or I've
1: often thought about, you know, even before the fall, it was good for man to work. Yeah. So yeah just honoring those, those things that, that, that's of God. Yeah.
0: And I know this, this will ruffle feathers for people that are listening, but, um, you know, did you ever participate or listen to, or, or watch the movie or read the book, the secret? In, no, actually, I think I'm the one person on the planet. <gasps> well, I mean, it's okay, but I did. And, um, I was very, it bothered me. I mean, there, there's a couple of things there's, the scariest lies are the ones that have elements of truth in them because they they feel truthful, right? Which I believe is so such a big part of the kind of new age movement. That's what I believe. That's why it resonates so loudly with people because there are foundational truths within there, but it's just off center. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just takes the eye off of Jesus. So anything that takes people's direction and just even that much off of who Jesus is, that it's not truth. But the thing about the secret was, you know, people were there talk about, and the, even today, it's a very, very common uh, vernacular to speak about manifesting. Well, I manifested this, I manifested this. And so, you know, you think about something, you visualize something, and then it will just appear. And so while I believe wholeheartedly that we serve a God of miracles and he can perform miracles, um, I also believe exactly what you said, that it takes a partnership, that we're in a partnership with him and that we ask and we pray and we believe, but then we act. And then it is on that action that he can and does, you know, provide. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And I believe so much that he equips you for what you're called for. So when you get those whispers, it will not quiet down and it keeps coming back to you and you think you're not enough and you're swallowed up in imposter syndrome and feeling inadequate, but you still have the same stirring. It's like he's saying, I'm giving you a gift. I need you to go walk this thing out because way of being in this world through you. You need to go find your brave and trust that I have equipped you. And that is a, some, a, It's like a prayer I have to remind myself of almost every single morning. Yeah. I, I love, like I think about, I write this every day. If you could see what God has in store, you would never shrink back in your confidence. Yeah.
0: I mean, isn't that true? And I heard it said once, I was at an event with um, Darren Hardy. I don't know if you've read that book, The Compound Effect, but I was at an event with him once and he said, you know, if you you could see what God knew about you, you'd be embarrassed about what you haven't done. That is a good one. I mean, it's kind of like as a parent, you look at your children and you think, if you could see what I saw about all your gifts and your talents and your abilities, you'd be unstoppable hmm hmm I feel like God looks at us like that.
1: hmm I agree. I think being a parent gives you the best perspective for how God feels about us. And 100%. if we could remember that that relationship between us and our father is the same way between us and our kids, we would do a lot more as a people.
0: It's so true. And I say that all the time. I've learned more about who Christ is through being a mom than any, <sighs> any single thing I've ever done. Yes, there have been many things that I've given up that I'm like, this is like tithing. This is a form of tithing <laughs> as a parent. <laughs> it's, true. it's true, it's so true, it's really true. Um, so let me ask you this, because um, I think for anybody listening, you know, they have these businesses and we have so many different professions of, of women that are coming on the podcast in a, in a variety of different fields. And I think that, you know, like I've shared before, we're taught that there are two things you never talk about in business. It's politics and religion, but being that, you know, we are in this movement here with girl power Alliance is really about empowering women, not to be afraid of that part of who they are and not to be afraid to, to actually integrate it in, in a bold way into their business. So let me ask you this, um, as you, you know, lead through, um, you know, through your business and through leading people to break, really, I believe you're breaking chains of lies that people have been, taught because I believe that, that the enemy wants us sick it, with no energy, listless, hopeless. Yes. And it all starts with the nutrition in the body. I'm a big believer in that. And so, you know, he, there's so many lies to keep people stuck in the bondage of their body, you know, ill. Oh, health. Yeah. And so how would you, or, or does, does your faith guide the decisions that you make with your clients? How does that impact what you do like on a day to day with the people that you're working with and helping? Okay. So I
1: can promise
0: you before
1: every podcast interview, every session with that I record or person that I work with one-on-one, I pray, Holy Spirit, please come and you say what they need to hear and give me the courage to say it. And I try very hard to believe that everything that I am giving and doing is an anointed word or it's something that it's not... It's not meant to harm. It's meant to love. And so then when I'm working with people, it's always from a place of love and compassion and understanding and trying to, that's my way of being the foot soldier and the hands and feet is being the ridiculous encourager and to have the belief when they don't have the belief in themselves yet, but to say the truthful things, even though they might be hard, but to have them come in a form of love, like in redirection. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: a hundred percent. That's how I do this. Uh, it's, that's powerful. Do you, um, I mean, does it depend on your client? Will you, let's say pray with them?
1: Yes. If they, if they will tell me that they're a believer, I will definitely give them clues that I am. And I do prescribe to speak the gospel at all times and use words when necessary. But if they are and they bring it to me and they want to pray, and once I know that we're both on the same page with that, then our conversation usually does change and pivot and it gets a lot more authentic and raw because then we can talk about how wants them to go and comfort eat and numb because he knows the next day their confidence is going to be down because they feel regret for what they did. And they're going to be held back and shrinking and playing smaller because they don't have that. I am a fighter. I have self-confidence. I self-validated. They've lost all those feelings. And actually open up the spirit realm and see the warfare that we're in. It really does create even deeper, faster healing for people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And so that's powerful. And you know, once, you know, once we launch and people hear you, how can they access you? How how can they find you? Okay. So everything for me is Carpenter
1: 180, but you have to spell the number O-N-E. So it's C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R-O-N-E eight zero. So Facebook, Instagram, and my website is www.carpenter180. So Instagram's a lot of fun to me, especially on the stories, because I'll post different foods that I'm eating during the day with protein, fat, and fiber. And I tease out on the stories a lot more about the benefits of a high fiber diet in terms of it lowering blood sugar, lowering that carb, helping you to burn fat for fuel, have weight loss without hunger. Um, if they want to go to my website, I, for your audience, I have seven days free SOS, which is "Sue's on Your Shoulder, and it's <laughs> two and three minute sound bites that come to somebody's phone in a text. But it's a sound bite you listen to. And it's meant to, rather than overwhelm, it's meant to give you short little things that you can learn and it's consistency over time compounds. So it's kind of like when we learned our multiplication facts when we were little, you know, you learned the threes and the fours and eventually you got up to the nines and the tens, but the teacher brought you back to the threes and fours to reinforce. That's what SOS is all about is beginning to teach, but so the actual learning can happen so that people can lose weight without hunger. They can, um, Basically, we're working to clear up food confusion is, is what this is all about. What is a protein? What is a fat? What is a fiber? And that's a great place to start.
0: It really is. It really is. So, If you are listening to this and you are looking for a heart-led leader, somebody that's going to pray with and for you, somebody that has great knowledge, just walk the walk. Um, then please reach out and I'll make sure that her information is in the show notes. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll make sure that it's in the uh, description. If you're watching this on YouTube and uh, we just appreciate you. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for participating, being part of our, of our mission here with Girlfire Alliance. Oh, it's my honor. What you're doing is just incredible. It's just,
1: it's beautiful. This is going to just go far and fast. I can feel it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you, and I'm really looking forward to the future. We'll we'll chat on the other side of this. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Are you as obsessed as I am with the amazing women that are coming to the Girl Power Alliance? Oh my gosh, I absolutely loved recording that podcast with Suzanne. She is just another one of the remarkable women that God is bringing here to be part of this phenomenal community. Hey. Are you part of our community yet? It's time. We're waiting for you. Go over to www.girlpoweralliance.com and check us out. We have so many resources available for you and like more and more coming. We also have an affiliate program where you can actually get your membership for free or earn. Do you, <laughs> If you're anything like me and when you fall in love with something, you cannot stop talking about it. Well, that pays over here with the Girl Power Alliance affiliate program. And, uh, listen, we've been praying for you and you belong here. We need you. You are the missing piece that we have been waiting for over at the community. So we cannot wait to connect with you and meet you and have you be part of some of our weekly live, uh, events and ways that we connect and grow together. Thank you again. Girl Power Alliance, where women grow.